0: Hello, Chomp Nation, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Chomp Cast, the official video game podcast of Chomp. It's a podcast where if you listen long enough, you will come across a stray dog on the side of the road with a hurt leg on your drive home. You'll stop being a person with a heart and approach the dog cautiously. The dog will look up at you with eyes of sadness, tugging at your heartstrings, You comfort the dog for a bit, gaining its trust. You pick it up and put it into your vehicle. You drive to the nearest vet and let them know that you found this dog on the side of the road and it needs help. The vet will let you know that they can't treat it unless you are the owner. You look and notice there's no collar. The dog looks fairly emaciated, not having eaten for some time. It looks up at you again with its sad eyes, and in that moment, you decide that you're going to keep the dog. You'll figure out the rest later. It is years later, and life is good. Your dog is healthy. It's always by your side, the most loyal friend you've ever had. One day, you take your dog to the park. You let him off of the leash, being the only ones in the park. Moments later, you hear a yelp. You run to where your dog is, and you notice that its fur looks dull, as if the color was drained from it. It lays on the ground, weak and sluggish. Any spark of joy and happiness is gone, replaced with a dog that looks like a shell of itself. You look for the culprit, but find none. You take your dog home to rest, making sure it has food and water while it lies on your bed. You grab your special kicking shoes, you put them on, and leave your home, vowing not to come back until whoever hurts your dog gets their ass kicked. We have a really fun show lined up for you today. First, with the success of Final Fantasy VII Remake, we wanted to ask ourselves and you, the Chompers, if you had the power to greenlight any Final Fantasy, excuse me, any Final Fantasy remake, which would you choose and why? It's no secret that we are all avid fans of the franchise, so we are elated to talk about more Final Fantasy. We will, of course, be discussing some games such as For—I can't talk this morning. Forza Horizon Five, Guardians of the Galaxy, after the Shin Megami everything. Yep, Shin Megami Tensei Five, Flynn's Son of Crimson, Webbed, Demon Turd—I mean Demon Turf—and the Deep Rock Galactic Season One update. We also must get to the social media polls voted on by you, the listeners. A big show, lots of exciting stuff. But let's introduce you to whose mellifluous voices you will be hearing on this fine day, or evening, or night, whenever. Today, I'm joined by the editor himself. He recently got a new pupper, and he's in love. He told me that he only allows guests to feed his dog treats if they promise to save a stray dog themselves when the time comes. Always a man of high morals, except when it comes to his playthroughs of Yakuza, it's rich, meister rich how you doing buddy
1: i'm doing good man uh it's funny you mentioned that dog story similar thing happened to me years ago driving on the highway on my way to a job interview see a sick dog get out of the car to help it miss the job interview really torn up about it get the dog to the vet dog safe next day i get a call it's the job they say come in we'll talk to you today i get down there the person doing the interview it was the dog <laughs> <laughs> What what is that a parody of? I uh, the whole time that's like like, a that's like a a a fucking fake story people post on the internet all the time where like you think it's gonna end with the person the yeah but the the
0: cadence you cadence you had reminded me of something It's like Step Brothers or something.
1: I was just trying to do it really fast, but you might be right about I might have been like inadvertently doing that. Who the fuck knows? But um, yeah. No, that
0: is it. That is it. That's the moment where uh, Dale Dale is talking about. Um. Oh,
1: I step out of the shower. Yes. I'm glistening like a bull.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was. <laughs> she thinking says to of. herself,
1: "I've had the old bull. Now I want the young calf." She grabs me by the balls.
0: Shut the fuck up, Dale. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact part I was thinking of. I was like, "Man, this sounds so familiar." This delivery. But now, how you doing, buddy? How was your week? Uh, not
1: bad. Guy, you know, went upstate for her a little bit. Uh, hanging out by uh, Sleepy Hollow, and you know, sleeping in the woods. Uh, as one does. Not sleeping in the woods. I was I was I was not
0: sleeping in the woods. That's I, that's fair. The that joke didn't track. Did you see Johnny Depp's career up in Sleepy Hollow?
1: Ah uh, no, I'm sure he. I mean, he's got more money than us. It's it's that property is pretty
0: expensive up there. It's true. That's true. But but no, they got was... orange and black fire trucks, so that's interesting. So it's like Halloween year round up there.
1: Yeah, the street signs are orange and black. They're really they're really living the vibe. I kind of want to go visit there now. Oh, I, is, yeah. Is it pretty spooky? Uh, it's a, it's it's a New England town.
0: <laughs> I've so, never been to a New Steve, England so, town.
1: So um, Stephen King would think so. Okay.
0: I think Stephen King finds the spookiness in everything. I think you could just be- really, Just really there, in the New England area. You could literally be eating con- cotton candy and Stephen King would be like- be Yeah, as long as it's mates just- Is that what you said? Is Cotton candy. Oh.
2: I don't think that's where you're candy. aiming. I don't know if that's where you Cunton hit. Cuntin candy?
0: It in, was, in, <laughs> incontinence candy. The spindles candy. of cotton candy were spun from the web of a spider snatch, mm. hence the name Cuntin candy. Mm. That's true. That's where we get the term. Yep. It's where the word came from. Yes. <laughs> well, well Rich, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you survived Sleepy Hollow to be here at a podcast for yet another exciting week. Surely. Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Next, we have a man who surprised me this week with playing a A game and actually liking it? What? For those of you haters out there who say he can't love a AAA game, well, now don't you just look silly. Skanking his way into the chat to the tune of trumpets, we have Josh Fowler coming on in. How you doing, buddy?
3: All right. All right, it's
1: been. Can't an, believe an, you came around on Death Stranding like that.
3: I
2: I always liked that. I I still think that it's kind of a a shame that uh, that's gotten as much crap as it has. Uh, I, I I wish I wish there was a way to play that director's cut without the PS5 version. Like I, I wish it was on PC already. It's kind of frustrating. Which is oh, don't worry, we'll talk about that next week. Silly, because I could probably upgrade it fairly cheaply because since like I own it on PS4.
1: Like fifteen dollars, yeah, something like that. I I I did it. We'll talk about it next week.
3: Mm. That's yeah, yeah. It's I. But, but since I, I own
0: two copies of it, I'd I'd rather upgrade the PC version. Yeah, I I will tell you this. I gave that game a lot of unnecessary hate just because I had to hear about it every week. But the story's still really bad. Yes, I mean yeah. Yes, I would admit that, but it w- it is a beautiful game, and I did like the mm-hmm. atmosphere that they were building from what little I played. I would admit uh, that I mean, I'm gonna love anything with Conan in it, so
1: that's that's a good point. I think I'm like I, again, I want to talk about this next week because I have been playing that director's cut, but like i I think um and I think a lot of people are sort of having the same renaissance of that director's cut, which is like my expectations are totally shattered going in this time, like I kind of know what it is and can appreciate the parts of it that work a little bit better now,
3: Mhm.
0: That's fair. But Josh, how was your week? What'd you do? Anything
3: exciting? Um, bunch of stuff around the house. Um, hmm.
2: trying to get Hot. stuff ready. I've got, uh, uh, we lost parts for some furniture and whatnot during the move. And, uh We're like, okay, eventually we'll find it in these an boxes answer. and whatnot. But, uh, I, I, I got tired of not being able to find it because it probably got unpacked by somebody who didn't know what they were looking at and so even though we've been continuing to go through boxes and unpack stuff. Why do you have so many leather straps?
0: <laughs> As he goes to grab one. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed that my riveting joke went underappreciated. That's it was easy. ignored is what I'd say. I don't know if it's going to pick up on the, on the audio there. Josh, why are you pulling your dick out on camera? <laughs> I was, I was, I was gonna gonna say put your, your dick show. away. Put your dick away. There we go. No. Why are you smacking it against the microphone? Put Josh. that
1: big Jesus. brass door knocker. <laughs> that thing is huge.
0: Why are you always Man. showing that off?
2: didn't that answer the question for you? <laughs> yeah, it's huge. That's, that's why. It's
0: why you show it off. It's if, kinda... if I had, if I had a monster dong like that, I would totally do shit the like question... that. Oh, how did this get out of my trousers? So, Let me put oh, oh, the answer. No. Oh, oh, my trousers! snake me. done
1: escaped, mister. I,
0: I seem to have bought shorts that the mushroom head just pokes out of. I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, I'm a chimney me. sweep. <laughs> I've lost root of the bit. <laughs> I'll show you a root. But, um,
3: uh. no, that kind of... Ew.
0: That kind of reminds <laughs> me of... Remi-
2: or, yeah, it kind of but, reminds but, me and, of... And like, I, I distract myself, but... Hey! So I've been Real making quick. the parts. Real quick, instead. Josh, two
1: seconds, two seconds. Yeah. Two
0: seconds. It kind of reminds me of like when you take something apart and then you put it back together and you have extra pieces and you're like, nah, yep. I don't know what I, to do with these and you just kind of toss them.
1: They're extra
2: Yeah, yeah. So so anyway, I've been building stuff this week, so I've been, uh,
0: yeah, anyway. You've been building stuff. You know what, such? Josh?
2: Down at, down at the workshop the- in the basement, which is really nice. That's That's uh, again, got a nice workbench. Down there with all mm. my tools laid out, and it,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. It's, well, speaking a of to tools, speaking of tools, and gl- Josh, I'm glad you're here. But speaking of tools, present. I'm Shay, and uh, I'm 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 your host this week. Thanks for having me. Not that you really have a choice, bitches. Um, but I wanted to tell you one of those stories that you guys hate hearing me do, which is um, I want to tell you about my week. Mm. Josh, and you want to go to the bathroom first? Go what's your name? Uh Jimmy. But no, um it's a good name. Yeah. Very strong strong name. American name. <laughs> very American.
3: Jimmy. America.
0: No, um this week we had a badminton tournament at my junior high school that I teach at, amongst the other and teachers. Badminton. And it's something that they do every year. They have like these little for fun tournaments. And uh, the first three years before the pandemic we did volleyball against the two elementary schools. And then last year, we had to do it just amongst ourselves because of the pandemic. And I always got put on just this terrible team of old people and unathletic people. Some sitting there running around the court trying to keep us in, and we always lose. And, oh, it was man. you and the
1: old guy from Squid Games.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, except three of them. And then, uh, so I would just always get frustrated because I was like, I'm a very competitive person when it comes to sports. I always want to win. That's just how I am. And I accept it. So this year we did badminton. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because um, badminton, I like volleyball. If you hit the ball off your arm wrong, I think it's easier to fuck that up than badminton when you have a racket. Personally, I think it's easier to hit a shuttlecock than it is to hit you just it as a shuttlecock. This, yeah. none of this is
2: real. Well, that and the yeah, the shuttlecock is fairly forgiving. I, I think I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's I don't know yeah, if it it's is. I don't know if it's the the hitting implement or if it's the projectile. I my my guess is it's the projectile that makes it more forgiving. But, I think that's probably
0: also pro- probably the fact that like when you're playing volleyball, you're actually hitting ag- against kind of like your bones and muscles and your skin versus hitting it against a very uh, taut webbing on a I I don't know what it's called. Is it taut? Taut. Are we just trying to talk about dicks?
1: What's happening here?
0: (laughs) It's rare that Josh goes with a bit and Rich is trying to be the common sense (laughs) one. It's it's very rare. But no, uh, in all seriousness, so Thursday was the tournament. on, on uh, On Tuesday, we... We practiced, all of us, like all the teachers just got together for some like practices and practice games, and I wasn't doing great. I couldn't serve very well. So Wednesday morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down on YouTube and watch how to serve. There you go. And I literally went into the gym that night, and I was able to actually serve pretty well. There and I was you like, go. all right, this tournament's going to go pretty decently. And first, we had four games. First game, our team lost by two points, and I was kind of pissed. I was like, we should not have lost that game. So we go get it together, get you fucks. Yeah, so pretty much. So we got relegated to the worst court. And basically, I just took over and I, I, I willed our team back to the third court. We beat the team that beat us the first game, willed us back to the second court or up to the second court. And we had our last game against the principals of the school. Mm. And we fucking got so close to losing. It was like 13-13. There was like a minute left, no joke. It was like a fucking storybook or a movie. And there was this lucky hit that they got, my team got over the net, 14-13. And then they just clinched it with this 70-year-old man named Inoue. And we were joking the whole time that he does Inoue slam. He's in really good shape for 70 years old. And he clinched the entire game with an Inoue slam. And we won. There you go and I was gonna ask if you used the jet shot I did not unfortunately our prize was we each got I told you guys before the show little sheet cake rolls which mine was matcha and it's so fucking good Mm. and we got some paki or in Japan they say pokey yeah so I celebrated that way and it was nice and I I, honestly yesterday yesterday at work I was walking around super confident (laughs) I was like, I'm the shit. I'm not joking. <laughs> well, you can't tell by the way I use my walk. <laughs> that seriously, that was like the level of like confidence I was yeah. walking around with. Like, yeah, I got second place out of four at my mm-hmm. junior high school. But the yeah. thing is, like, a lot
1: of people just died through
2: there. All of a sudden, you grab a lunch lady and dip her down and kiss her.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that was for you, mama. And then I just walk, <laughs> channel my inner Johnny Bravo with consent of course Mm -hmm. but um no it was it was a good week uh for me that was probably the highlight of my week i had fun you know teaching as per usual and playing games and all the other stuff so it was a good week but that was kind of like the highlight of my week and I, i wanted to share that with you guys so um but anyways let's get into the topic of the show we've had a lot of banter the this early on in the show let's talk about the topic so uh, full disclosure, we had planned to have our buddy Zach Wilson on. He was on in the June show. He couldn't make it due to scheduling conflicts, so we kind of designed this topic for him to talk about because he's such an avid fan of Final Fantasy like we are. And I've been kind of thinking about it, and it's it's kind of, kind of just a fun little thought experiment. Final Fantasy VII Remake has done very well for itself. Uh, the remake has been a success. I think it's fair to say that. People were looking for the PS5 just to genuinely want to play that additional content, that integrate intermission stuff, um, that additional content. So I would say it's a success. And people are, even though they joke around about how they're going to be waiting 20 years for this game to be completely finished with all of the sequ- or the yeah, sequels that are going to be coming out and whatnot, or the continuation yeah, all, of the story. All the episodes. Exactly. I still think it's a success. Episode Ignis. Uh that's right so i wanted to talk about just for fun what would if we had the power if we were a studio executive ahead of some department in square enix and we could say this is the next game that gets the final fantasy remake treatment the complete overhaul not that that uh fucking kind of pixel pixel remaster remake the pixel remaster shit but the actual full-on remake which game would we choose and why so i usually throw it to you guys first i'm gonna be selfish this week and i'm gonna go first there you go he's all cocky now He won a he won I, a sports i'm game. a you changed man i'm telling fucking you fucking badminton let mm-hmm. me tell you guys when you get second place in a badminton tournament and you're diving around like you're 20 because i was diving like crazy mm. just to keep us in those games you realize there's a lot of things you can do and so, yeah, I'm I'm taking I'm the reins on this one, boys. Uh, don't let me fall. Don't let me fall. Please catch me if I fall. Uh, Just let, let me, me know. trust you guys. But um, <laughs> no, I would go with Final Fantasy VIII. I think as my definitive choice. Um, I thought about I thought about it a lot. I thought about you know what other games I would want, and Final Fantasy VIII to me makes the most sense for a lot of reasons. First mm. off, we did that we did that Chomping After Dark last year. Talking about the game and I had been playing the remaster and I finished it at the beginning of this year. As much as I loved that game as a child, it is a deeply flawed game. And a big part of that is because of just the pacing of the story and some of the story beats themselves don't Mm -hmm. quite add up. And if we were to get a remaster treatment, or sorry, a remake treatment similar, not identical, but similar to what Final Fantasy 7 has gotten, they could really flesh out a lot of that pacing and those story beats that just didn't add up. I think that to, to me, that is like the number one reason that I would go with Final Fantasy 8. But yeah, on top of that, th- that game I think is severely underappreciated. Because it is a phenomenal game. It, they, they tried doing so many creative, unique things with it. The draw system, whether or not it's easily breakable, whether some people they didn't get it right away, is a very unique system. The, the card game, in that now it's not so unique anymore, but at the time that was such a creative minigame. And the mm-hmm. same thing, as I said, for the main reason, they could flesh out the explanations of some of those rules, get rid of some of the really janky ones, make it a more fluid game for 2021, 2022, whenever the remake would actually come out. The, the, GF, syst- <laughs> the GF system, again, was unique at the time. There, there were just so many creative things they were yeah. trying to do, both a- story and mechanically.
2: Yeah, there's a ton of stuff that was just kind of at the time. <clears throat> let's let, let's make a JRPG more interactive, more like let's let's do something interesting and they took a shot at it. Like, like there's the swings were appreciated at the time. Like it's it's a very different JRPG. But again, like you said, very flawed. Um yeah. Like the draw system is really cool in theory. In practice, there's never a reason to ever cast magic in this game. Like this it like it's it, it makes seems no like sense, it should yeah. work, but because you're sacrificing stats by doing it and it's such a pain to collect those stats, it doesn't quite work. Like there's there's such a I I think the draw system is something that really could deserve a second shot. Something, something to make that an interesting system, because... The
1: core concept needs to be reworked in a big way, though. Like, the yes. core concept works, but how it's implemented and how it affects your stats, there needs to be a good reason to cast and not just fucking Junction 99 Ultima to my attack stat. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it
2: could almost work better if it were something that was just, like, a per-battle sort of situation, sort of like, like Bravely, Bravely Default did with like banking turns in order to take more than one sure like if it was a matter of like you're not junctioning magic to stats but you are um i can buff up something by by drawing in this battle or something um
1: will make the jun- junctioning an action and be like, hey, I can draw on Blizzard from this enemy and junction it to my attack stat to buff it for this battle. Yeah, this or battle like, alone. okay, these
2: are, uh, uh, I know they're going to be attacking me with Blizzard, so I should probably give myself some Frost Resist that lasts for yeah. a turn or two. Junction like
1: that to your defense or, yeah. ju- dr- or draw on, on fire you have in reserve, in reserve and junction that to your attack and make it expendable to be like, all right, they're ice, so I'm going to junction fire to my main attack mm-hmm. and then just lay into them.
2: Yeah, like, I think there are ways to do it better, and, and again, kind of like you are saying with the pacing, that game is rushed at the end. Like, there's, there's a lot that's really great about that game, a lot that I love about it, but the ending is rushed, and they kind of end up dropping the ball, connecting all the threads they'd opened
0: up earlier in the game. And they're interesting threads, too. Like, yeah, they I are. mean that's Like, I wanted so much more on Sorceress Idea and Ultimecia. I mean, yes, they're they're definitely interesting, but I wanted more. Yeah, like you get to the end, you find out that
2: you're not fighting God in this one, which is unique for a Final Fantasy game, but like, you still end up with like, oh, the big bad is still someone you hadn't heard about until very, very recently, and yeah, I feel like there should have been more kind of giving you
1: that story build-up felt like it could have been more personal.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, there could have been something to kind of make that twist feel more impactful than it ended up feeling. Um,
1: I also want some backstory on how um, Headmaster Sid landed Dia. I mean, come right? on. That, like, that dude's dick's got to be huge. There's something going on there. It's because of the Norg. Because I mean, I know, I guess the no reason
0: ginormous cock. Because Sid is slinging around that fucking garden, man. Mm-hmm. Hell like, y- um, I mean, that's got to
1: be it, though. Like, he's a pretty, sh- like he's he's a pretty average-looking dude. But like, I mean, sor- the sorcerer. She's you're, a, you're she's talking a, hottie, a lot of shit about you know? Robin
2: Williams, right here, Rich.
1: Yeah, you but are, like, I motherfucker, I am. But like, yeah, I, Robin is Williams cute. is a funny guy, and he does give you a magic lamp at one point. So I guess this checks out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh yeah, I take it I, back. <laughs> right? I also I don't know exactly how they ever got away with making Sid just fucking Robin Williams in this game. It it seems yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, squall, what's behind you? Oh
2: Yeah.
0: It it, it yeah. Strange.
1: Good strange that... morning garden. <laughs>
0: Good morning, Balam Garden. Mm-hmm. I miss yeah. Robin Williams so much. We I all do. think about him all the time. Yeah. But um Especially in the shower. No, but I sometimes I, twice in one night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I um, I I just besides those reasons, I think there's so many different things that they could go into with the story. Like, yeah, there's so much more lore there. Like with Final Fantasy VII, there there was a lot of lore, and you get to explore a lot of that. But to me still felt a little bit more hollow like it is a big area and there's a lot you can do but there's not as much backstory for a lot of these areas that you get with Final Fantasy 7 to give Final Fantasy 8 the remake treatment you're giving it the opportunity to explore those different areas that they started to touch upon and then they never really completely went anywhere with it or they just didn't have enough resources to do so. We want yeah. to know
1: more about Moomba's. I, I I would want it to be more focused if anything. I feel like there's so many weird tangents that just kind of don't make sense. I feel like Squall and Reno's relationship makes almost no fucking sense and yeah. needs to be like reworked from the ground up it, because I, he's just a dismissive prick. I think the major issue
2: with that is that they told it like it was a love triangle, but it's not
1: but some one of those people was completely disinterested for a while
2: it, exactly it's not so much a love triangle as she used to date the bad guy is what it ended up being but yeah. they still try to tell it as if it was a love triangle and so it just ends up not and quite working
1: that's not even my least favorite part of the love triangle and i've said this to you guys before we talked about this a lot and we did that spoiler cast for it like I watched Renoa like chase after squall in the back half of that game, and I'm like, "Why do you like this guy? He sucks well, So well, you've been I, playing
0: the same game I have, haven't you, Renoa? I think that's kind of indicative, and we talked about this again on that show, so like if you want to hear us go in a lot more detail, check out that chopping after Dark where we deep dive into final fantasy VIII. it's I think it's probably one of our strongest episodes we've ever done.
1: that was so um, much longer than we intended It
0: was, it was a yeah, fun conversation because, though just because we were so passionate about the game, and there's so much to talk about with this game, but um, I think that the reason why that was written the way it was is because that comes from a different era where...
1: Negging honest- was still working.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I think that women were... <laughs> uh, it comes from a different era where women were kind of expected to chase after the man and get the man. Where sure. it was expected that you could kind of be a like you could mentally what's the word i want to say you could gaslight people and we didn't have a term for it or it wasn't as common of a term at that time Where you can mentally and emotionally abuse people, because that's kind of what Squall does a little bit. Well, I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, here's the thing: mentally and emotionally abuses Renoa a little bit until he's like, okay, now I'm ready to not be a dick anymore. Well,
1: well, here's the thing: like, I, I get what you're saying, but also, like, my bigger problem with it is, like, you go, yeah, it's like this dated concept of like how a woman should pine after a man or whatever. But up until the point she decides to be completely infatuated. Everything about her as a character is so much more independent and more smartly written. Yeah. than that.
0: that too. That's a good point as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like early on, she's one of probably the best character in the game by by a decent yeah.
0: decent bit there. Um, yeah, they really re- like thinking back retroactively. They really relegate her to the damsel in distress route. And she has her As own the game motivations. On,
1: yeah. Like she, she has some of the biggest motivations. She's the one who should be all in on this from the go. And then all of a sudden, she, she, all she cares about is squall. Be like that was never who you were. I, I, I mean, it's so her, her... weird
2: too because like she's in charge early on, and then like that's <sighs> I you gonna get gonna a little her... further on, we are like, oh no, I was just doing this because I have daddy issues. Will you be my boyfriend?
0: And you are like her, the her <laughs> most... fuck. Her most interesting bit is like the timber owls segment. I I yeah. love that just because you have this incredibly independent woman and you have this woman with her own motivations or just character even with their own motivations and desires, but especially woman for me. I, I love that. And then you have squall and like, it seemed like what the writing was, they were going to meet halfway because they had a common interest, they had a common goal. And then they kind of find that each other in those common goals. Like it, it reminds me a lot of, um, Final Fantasy X, where I think they got that mm-hmm. that in-game romance down so well, it's, it's a regardless lot of how you feel about Titus yeah, or Rino- yeah. or not Renault. But you get um, why they like each other, yuna y- and Titus, <clears throat> exactly. And the thing is, like, they're both characters who are very much driven by their own goals. It happens to be that their goals are, there are similar, a lot of goals lining a similar up for place. the moment, yeah. And they they meet in the middle, and I think that that romance nailed it. So like with final fantasy eight, being able to redo that, they could fix a lot of those pacing issues, those story issues. They could fix some of the mechanic issues like the draw system. They could go more into the lore that they were starting to build up and they were starting to hint at. And man, it just, I think, I think that game, me personally, I think that game would benefit the most from a, a, a remake. So I'll leave it there. We've talked enough about Final Fantasy VIII. Um Josh, what's your choice? Um, kind of for similar reasons,
2: I feel like they did seven. Where they've got so much more material to pull from with all the different spin-offs and whatnot. Um I feel like ten could do with a remake. Um mm. because ten two is one of the best games in the series. It is outstanding doesn't get the love it deserves um for i I, like i would love to see it kind of folded back into that like let's 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 experience 10 again with all the extra depth that ten two gives it and with garment grid for the life baby yeah exactly with with way more depth to the character classes and whatnot with you know some of the the additional stuff that they add in ten two. I mean, granted, if they're if it's a complete remake, you know, there's there's a lot to revisit at this point. Who who knows what that thing would end up looking like? But... God, I'd
1: love them to redo it from the ground up with the dress spheres and the garment grid all the way through like a full on like tactics ex jaws job system in the original mm-hmm. Ten. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um I I really like Ten and Ten Two. I like there's there's so many memes from that game that are frankly unjustified like
1: memes need no justification
2: the, the the laughing bit I know I've talked about this before is one of those like the whole point about it is that it is a fake laugh the, the whole point of that meme is that it's a fake laugh that turns into a real laugh granted the real laugh at the end Still feels not, a little forced because of where different. it came from. But like it that's a minor issue compared to everyone pretending that this is what the voice acting quality
0: is like in this game. Um Yeah. I I think people like when they have that criticism against Titus, I think they're just kind of masking the fact that they have issues with Titus in general because he's not this hyper masculine protagonist. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I like his is, shorts. He is he is Almost all the Final Fantasy main characters are teenagers, but like he's the only one who acts like one, and so people somehow took issue with that.
3: Um, like, okay, um, I don't know. Like, I, just, I feel like there's
2: so much room to explore. Like, I like they they could even. Just just the premise, the, the whole premise for the world of Spira is so cool compared to a lot of the other Final Fantasy games that I would love to see it
0: explored more. Um, Dude, Spira is such a fucking... Oh like 10 like josh i want to interrupt really quick and say 10 was on my short list but with the amount of remakes it's gotten recently and i still think it holds up really well obviously yeah. your points about them introducing some of the ten two stuff to make that even more immersive and enjoyable i agree with but fucking just the land of spira even though it's a lot of those areas are very corridor-esque or they're yeah. just like walking hallways still look fucking good even with just a simple remaster like on the ps4 they still look so good mm-hmm. and that, that yeah no that, that was air, that whole that whole world is phenomenal it's dynamic
1: just... of those cities is, is really cool like yeah. especially as you're going from place to place and seeing like you know starting in small places like besaid and then going to big the big port city at luca and everything's like that wor that's a strong world
2: yeah absolutely absolutely I i feel like the only things that were a little weak at the time were, like you said, just because they were trying to get the most out of a new console that they could. It's pretty corridory. Like there's an awful lot of corners cut in order to make things work because they linear. wanted to look as impressive as possible and no one knew knew how to use the hardware yet. Where some of those big cities didn't feel big enough, um at times. Like they're they're big in comparison, but there's definitely room to make them feel a lot larger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you compare that to like my choice, final fantasy eight, which feels very empty in a lot of areas where you're just walking to walk to the next area or you're just flying or riding a chocobo just to go through all this empty space. I gotta be honest. I prefer like looking back. I prefer the kind of, leaving me wanting more nature of the hallways of final fantasy 10 versus just walking to walk in final fantasy eight just for scope you know eight that's just my personal take on that i I prefer leaving me wanting more and like all these cities could be bigger i prefer that but yeah eight eight was a weird
2: one because the they didn't know whether they wanted a world map or not in that game um And there's an awful lot of traveling in that game that's not tied to the world map, and it ends up making you feel disconnected from that world. Which is unfortunate, because they're trying to tell a big political thing, you should kind of know the map. Know know where the players are. Um, And that doesn't come across the way they intend to. Because half the time you travel... It's by train or by cutscene and you don't end up feeling like you're understanding your place as much. And eight. The eight first sp- half
1: of that game feels more linear mm-hmm. until they're like, here's the here's the garden, here's the airship. Yeah. Um, go wherever you want.
2: Yeah, and I would have been fine with one or the other, but I kind of feel like they're trying to split the difference, like, oh, we have to have a world map in here. And, like, it pops up. You, you, you can travel the whole thing for a little stint, and then it's over. Um, yeah, yeah, like, sort of 8, and then, again, 10, it felt like they didn't know what to do. And, you know, again, with 10, they just scrapped it, but still kind of gave you an overworld map. Like, no, here, here it's, it's there's totally a thing, and you just pick where you're going. And then from that point on, they're like, no, no, we're just, we're just, we're done with this we don't, idea. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, again, I feel like seven, you have a real strong sense of place exploring that world. Nine is probably one of the best world maps in the series um, because they went
1: back and looked at what made the world map work so well. Well, um, also the idea of, and uh, I'm not gonna blow my load here because, uh, um, anyway, uh, the <laughs> I <laughs> we the, know riches um like yeah the sense of cohesion of like that game requires you to know where the continents are like going to another continent is a big deal in that game yes yes
0: yeah no i i don't i don't disagree with you at all and i think 10 is a phenomenal choice i think that one's been one of the more accessible final fantasies which is why i kind of kept it off of my list but that being said i would totally love them just making what i consider is a masterpiece of a game even better than it already is.
3: Yeah. To be honest, yeah. With
0: you. I can. I consider ten one of the, in my opinion, one of the top ten greatest games ever made. Um, and I know that a lot of people like they're gonna be like, how could you put it over six or seven or nine or like? Yeah, we all have our personal choices. Ten to me. Once you gets around
2: to playing those, he'll let you know. Don't worry about it.
0: Exactly. Come on. <laughs> let me, right, me I have to a throw credit. up about something else. <laughs> Come on. Get in there. No, but like. Honestly, it's just it's one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. I, there, and granted, in retrospect, it's hard to say. Like it's it's hard for people who would come into it now and be, look at it and be like, eh, "It's a game." I still think it holds up pretty well. Um, to be honest with you, and I, I still think a lot of the things that it introduced are still even modern today. And it it can't be it can't be said enough how historical this game was at the time largely because of that sphere grid system and the implementation of voice acting into a Final Fantasy game was huge. Both of those were huge. Um, Mm -hmm. They've influenced, obviously, so many other things. But yeah, 10 is a phenomenal choice. That's all I'm trying to say. I agree, Josh. That's fair. Rich, lay us on your choice that neither Josh or I know.
1: Yeah. Um. So I was I was on a short list at one point, and my uh, the three that were circling in my head were four, six, and nine. Um. And I settled on making the strongest case I think for nine. Yeah. Uh. For a lot of a lot of similar things that you guys have been saying, I think in terms of like world building, nine is right up there alongside ten. Mm-hmm. um in terms of like the establishing political relationships and like the beauty that that the, the way that world is structured the way the world map weaves everything together that world feels even more lived into me from like having an understanding of where alexandria is in respect to Lindblum and leaving the mist continent to go elsewhere and learn about these new places um yeah and i would say nine has a romance at its core just the same as 8 does i think it's a little bit of a more relatable if less mature feeling romance but also yeah. nine thrives because <laughs> i feel like every character is so good except
0: for maybe quina dude the character the characters yeah I, obviously i haven't played enough of that game to speak eloquently enough the characters that are built up at the beginning every character is awesome you're so go.
1: invested in everyone and what they're doing mm, and yes. even I feel like years prior in past Final Fantasies, like, active time events we'll talk about, which are a system in 9 which was like, while you're doing a thing, it'll be like, hit select, and you can basically watch a cutscene of what another character is doing elsewhere narratively while something's going on. And that was such a great storytelling element. One, because you could skip over them and like be completely in the dark. And two, because it made it, like I feel like two games prior, when Zidane is the main character of Final Fantasy 9, you could have spent a lot of time, just being like, and this fucking grumpy asshole Steiner, but, like, you're constantly shown Steiner's perspective and you feel for him. Like, he is not a schmuck. He is a hapless idiot who thinks he's doing his best to, like, be the noble knight he knows he's supposed to be, and he's not a bad guy at all. He just really wants to help in his own way. He's just too old for this shit. Yeah, he is Murtaugh. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, sir. No, I... Yeah, I figured this game was definitely going to pop up because I know both of you love this game. I think a lot of people love this game. And honestly, I it was actually my second choice, even though I've never completed the game, because I would love to see a modern version of this game. I think that 16 is probably going to be kind of a, I wouldn't say spiritual successor, but something akin to what a final fantasy nine remake would look like because i got i got a similar
1: idea and i was i was hoping i'm i'm hoping the same thing shay
0: yeah i it just is very much in that vein of uh medieval and high fantasy high fantasy exactly Mm -hmm. thank you so Um, yeah i would love to see a a nine remake I, i did
1: i did also want to note because i think josh will definitely agree with me here I do think, we mentioned the whole romance angle, I think Nine is home to one of my favorite Final Fantasy romances, and it's not Dane and Garnett, it's Freya and Sir Freightly.
2: Ooh, it's tough. There are some good ones. Like, I really like Hmm. That's really good. I, I really like Steiner and Beatrix too.
1: That's also that was, I
0: was thinking that <laughs> yeah. as well. That's, that's a really good one as well.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's hard to pick just one game, isn't it? And because, in my own like,
1: headcanon, Amaranth and Zidane.
0: <laughs> right? My my favorite romance is Shiva and Ifrit. Vivi and Steiner's sword. <laughs> Ew. But, I mean, it's it's really hard to pick just one of these that could oh, yeah. get the remake treatment. Because, of course, we want to see them all get the remake treatment. We
1: all want to if- see the whale from 4 in 3D.
2: Yeah, yeah, a couple of them. Oddly enough, like we, we we've been talking about seven three already got a remake with the the three DS version. Not that, a fan. Was it three DS or was it DS? It was it was DS. DS. Goodness, that's been ages. But but the DS version that they 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 remade, which made it a whole lot easier to get through. Um, yeah yeah, there's a whole lot of room in the early ones um, to go back through them. Like one doesn't have a story because it's kind of meant to be a six. random
1: are the best candidates from the early ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um like one is basically just a random D&D campaign. You pick your classes, you you go do your you main chaos. quest and that's about it. Um and then two, they finally decided, "Oh, hey, let's let's make this actually a, a narrative with named characters and stuff." And um, beavers. Exactly. There's like there's I don't know. I kind I went with the ones that I did just because I felt like they were the ones that left
1: the most room to re-explore the material. There there's a good enough foundation to really expand upon in a meaningful way in those. And I I feel mm-hmm. the same way about about 6 and 4 to be perfectly honest with you, but just um yeah. Oh, those those were the ones that like pulled at me. Um the most for, for that sort of thing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if we're
2: going to go back to the Super Nintendo, 4 is the one that deserves the most remake because it's the most it's like straight ahead story from from beginning to end kind of following the same characters. 6 also has equally a gigantic compelling. cast and and there's a ton going there's on. There's a lot going on, yeah. Um whereas I feel like just kind of with the storytelling sensibilities that Modern, you games have to really have. streamline some stuff. Yeah, I feel like four is more, you know, doable, su- more suited for that current, mm. you know, current style.
1: Yeah. Plus, I, again, you know, as I as go, it's four story in a, in a nutshell is the Are we the baddies? Meme.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's then, compelling. Yeah, five is the one where they're, they they took the amnesia thing to the fullest extent and the entire party has amnesia. Um it's great. I absolutely yeah. love 5 like they did the most mechanically to kind of pull the series forward as far as making it fun to play. Yeah, um, 100%. But it, the story is one of those things that's like okay. Like the the characters work, but like the, the bit of a reach here. The the overarching story from beginning to end is it was like last are like
1: about to ship and they're like we forgot the story. Exactly. They're like
2: just crystals again. It's 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 about crystals. It's
0: like, "Didn't we do we can't that? Can't keep doing crystals." <laughs> <laughs> and then they did. And then they did. Exactly. And then they did for 20 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let's get into some comments. Um, every Thursday at the Chomp Instagram, you can comment on the topic of the show and we'll read it on the show and kind of discuss the results of what you guys come up with. I'm going to try and do my best to lump uh, the games that multiple people said together into a couple comments. And then we'll just comment on all those as a kind of a whole. That way we're not kind of retreading any ground or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Corn space said final fantasy IX. give me some Zidane tail and VV timidness. Also on top of that, Dowgal said Final Fantasy IX for me simply because it was the first one I ever played and I have so much nostalgia for it. It's also an excellent story in its own right and it had some really cool mechanics. Uh, Shit Ain't Real said Nine. The stark opposite of Seven's design and its beautiful storybook-like graphics. I'd love to see that remade. Oh, yeah. Um, Like that, especially if they... It was the
1: return to form.
2: Exactly. Especially if they, you know, went higher definition but still that sort of storybook feel to it i would absolutely love to see that um just just the remaster of nine or not remaster yeah the remaster Remaster. of it yeah the remaster of it recently that just stuck an hd camera in there is already gorgeous yeah just oh yeah like the, the game was already higher def than the ps1 could really handle so just sticking an HD camera in there made the game look gorgeous. That was that, yeah. that, that remaster is excellent. I, um, but but I didn't seeing mention this them at the time. Tackle it from the ground up again. I would I would be super excited
1: for Th- those yeah. character designs are so like extravagant and like storybook esque. I feel like rather than like go super realism like you kind of did with F7. If anything, I would look at, like, those, um, the, like, fully animated cutscenes, the CGI ones from the game. Yeah. And sort of base your character models more off that.
2: Exactly, exactly. That would be cool. You know what? I would be down for that. I would be down for, at some point, having a Final Fantasy game actually look like the key art. Yeah, that'd be even crazy. Just fucking watercolors everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I, I think there's... Nine would be the one to attempt it with, I think. If you were gonna remake it in sure. a style like that, I think I think it would hold up look like, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh Giannis Spiro 101 also said Final Fantasy Nine would be a dream come true for me, and Diddy ZZ said Final Fantasy Nine, so a lot of Final Fantasy Nines. So Rich, you're in good, good company. Mm-hmm. Uh, headquarters said final fantasy eight i think it's due for a reimagining it would really benefit to flesh out its story and what's really happening its world would look incredible it's a mixture of fantasy and 1950s aesthetic which i always found fascinating
3: yeah um, there
0: were there were a few others as well well it's like diesel uh, punky t- tawny it's, said, it's almost
2: got that uh go ahead that Sort of fifties to seventies sci-fi look to it. Like it, 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 A lot of the tech resembles something from like The Prisoner, like just that really stylized sci-fi.
0: Well, Uh yeah, especially when they're going up to the TV tower to kind of interrupt the broadcast. That's a that very like when he put that Mm -hmm. comment. That's exactly what I thought. That that whole sequence of events. Yeah. Yeah. Tawny S said, "Final Fantasy VIII. It's the most flawed." It has the weird story beats. you could do so much to actually improve the on the original game. four five, six, nine are perfect games with the perfect art style. Don't need to remake them, just make them a- yeah. available always. But yeah, exactly. Um, like,
4: that's kind of what I was
2: saying with the nine remaster. like the game mm-hmm. was already absolutely gorgeous and just I, I've mentioned this before, how I, like my my perfect remasters when they're doing that is just stick an HD camera in there and let us see. The original textures, just, you know, with a little more detail. Um yeah. I just, I really appreciate that, like, seeing the artistry that went into the original um, the original yeah. product.
1: Now, yeah, they said I mean, 8 I- was the most flawed. I'm assuming they never played 12 then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ArmsDealer.p, as in P-E-E-E, said absolutely 8 um Edo the Spaghetto said, Well, nine is my favorite and I would love to see it remain awesome name remade. I think eight would probably do better. Diego Concilio said, Eight. XX Natchi said, FF8 because it's my favorite. Can't argue with that. And this is one that's going to kind of cross over. Messi Valoni, good friend of ours, said, Six or eight, I think. I would love to see Ultimicia's Castle updated to this day. And the new yeah. time compressed time. But then again, it as a wild card outside of Square Products, still voting secretly for Legend of Dragoon 2, which, uh, Messi Valoni, you and I are in the same boat. I want that Legend of Dragoon remake stacked. But um, those are the eight comments, Final Fantasy 8 comments, and we we'll right. talked a lot about that. So uh, Final yeah. Fantasy 6 comments underpowered it said give me a 2.5 hd final fantasy 6 please and thank you yeah i'd take what? that yeah it's kind of it's kind of in that style mm-hmm. of octopath traveler at that point yeah which that's, that's kind of what i was thinking
2: yeah that six like i, I mentioned a lot about how, what f- nine got right with the world map six six is the other standout as far as world maps go uh yeah. six six and nine are where they understood how to tell a story with the setting the best. Um, Mm, Right. And and they're just absolutely outstanding um, Mm. at getting across the full stakes
1: of, like, the worldwide... the world wars that are going on at the time. Well, um... It's funny you say that, Josh, because I think it's... With 6, like, they had been doing those maps at this point long enough to be like, we get it. And I think it took them until 9 to really get the 3D maps. Like... Mm-hmm. I always think back to Kuja's hidden palace in nine of like wandering through this desert and being like, where the fuck am I supposed to be? And like, that's just pure environmental storytelling yeah. for you to finally stumble into the entrance to Kuja's palace.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry Casanova said Final Fantasy six for sure. It's the best in the whole series. Tizzy Lizzy said Final yeah. Fantasy six for the nostalgia and options. The New Dead said Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI. (laughs) Both good picks. Mm -hmm. The nice little plug for Chrono Trigger in there. Can't argue with that. And then Strange AFC said six feels like the obvious answer. Not only that, I'd put it on consoles. Cough. Final Fantasy. Cough. Put Pixel Remasters on consoles. Cough. Cough. Yeah. Yeah. Still seems honestly.
2: Honestly, I'm still of the mind that uh, I mean, the consoles part there's there's no good way around but like the best way to play those old games is still emulator unfortunately um even with the pixel remasters um
4: Not if which, you have which doesn't
2: doesn't really help you for the whole console thing but uh mm.
0: yeah 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 that's fair that's fair we have a few more comments and they're just random one-off comments, Uh, Abe3002 said, I'm honestly surprised I'm I'm not seeing anyone mention Final Fantasy 1, 2, or 3 as they are games that a lot have either never played or remember and are ideal for a remake taking into account the age of the games. And I was kind of talking with him about that a little bit and I said, you know, I don't think a lot of people have played those games like you're saying. That's probably why a lot of people don't really consider them as Natural candidates for the whole remake treatment. Yeah, you, know, you got to kind of have some kind of frame of reference. Three never to made really it to the something.
2: West until the DS remake, unless again you were a weirdo like me who was finding bootlegs to play way back right. in the day. Three just there. There was, just no, way having to, there was no way to play it in somehow. English. Um, Don't need to. Um, actually, like I'm, I I can agree with one. Because I'd be curious to see, like, just in in like, whether it's one or not. Because there's nothing to really remake. The idea of, well, now that I'm saying this, I'm realizing that one is just Final Fantasy fourteen. The the idea of having a world for you to just make <laughs> yeah. your own fucking character in and and have your own adventure. That's that's well, fourteen. I don't think that's now necessarily that I've said true. that.
1: I don't think that's necessarily true because fourteen has a story, and I think it's one of the best yes. Final Fantasy stories ever. Well,
2: yeah, yeah, but but still, the idea of your character is not like a, a you know a big named part of this who has their character sure. arc and everything. Um, but but I I would be interesting I would be interested to see how they handle that sort of well. We're just going to make a D and D campaign idea these days. What 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 would they do with that as a concept? Um, sure. Which is kind of what one was like. that's just. Give you a D and setting,
0: make your party and go through it. What what would that well, look like these days? I I have a question for you guys. That that Final Fantasy's Origins game is supposed to be based off of the very first game, correct? Am I correct? It takes on that? place
1: before it. Yes, it's it's based off the loose lore of the whole chaos
0: thing. Yeah, I I mean like that's that's kind of a cool thing. I know a lot of people have their mixed feelings about it, and understandably so, but. That's, I mean, that's maybe as close as you're going to get to a Final Fantasy 1 remake. It might remake. be. It might yeah, be. I think you're right. Yeah, I like, I don't see them... Well, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like
2: in the last decade, the idea of a mainstream, just a fucking D&D campaign has become a much more safe Palatable. bet than it ever would have been previously. I mean, with things like all the different campaigns you can watch online, like all the, all the different just streamed campaigns, uh, from those to stuff like Disco Elysium being just one of the best games ever, and it's essentially set up like, here's your D&D character, we've kind of, it's a character I rolled for you, but go, go play, go, go play a campaign. I, I feel like there's room for something. Like one to kind of come back, and I don't know. Like I, I, I can see them. It's not what Final Fantasy has been in ages, but I could see them taking another stab at that, given the
3: current mm.
0: climate. Yeah, yeah. Well, hof- hopefully that they at least consider it, or making some of those games more available on certain systems. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. But, sure.
0: A uh, f- few more comments that we have here. Um, Rich appreciated this comment. It's going to have to be Dive to Hunt the Adventures of Sorbet. That was from our good buddy Gaygory, uh 98
1: I appreciate <laughs> Which, a deep cut. Mm-hmm. If anybody
0: doesn't know what that is, Dive to Hunt the Adventures of Sorbet, because to be honest, I didn't know what it was. It was a Flash game developed and released in 2009 on Square Enix's MySpace where you take control of sorbet a moogle uh diving into the water to collect things
1: and it's straight fire
0: i mean it would be straight water wouldn't it no okay
1: i will <laughs> not let you have that
0: i mean i can't let you have the fact that it completely takes place under water or almost exclusively and you're calling a fire but all right mm.
1: old man <laughs>
0: got him I mean, technically, I am older than you, but. So do my
1: sunglasses drop down.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, and the last comment I'm going to read is from Beef Supreme 13, which we got very shortly before we went live. Uh, they said none. If they treat any others like they did with Final Fantasy VII. Uh, make it phenomenal? Remake. <laughs> that was bullshit how they locked the second part behind a system that only a small portion of people were able to attain on the PS5. If they do what? make another. Hold on, let me finish real quick. If they do make another one, they'll they'll ruin it just like they did seven, allowing Sony to dictate how they release their game content. And what he's talking about was the um intermission. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff the intergrade being, stuff. Yeah, being locked into being only on the PS5, which not a lot, not everybody yeah. has a PS5. Well, it's I, a side you know, story. What, I like. I don't agree that. Sony has ruined it, or they've completely fucked it over, or anything I, like that. I will say that I, I think that
1: part two is only going on
0: to I think it was kind of dumb for them to only have it on. I understand why. Um, I think it was kind of dumb they for them to only have it on by the PS5. Sony, yeah, yeah. To only have it on the PS5, uh, they're excluding their other market. But then again, I don't think they could have completely predicted a pandemic happening either so i, I i'm willing to cut them a yes. little bit of leeway for that like yeah i think that's the big thing is the
2: pandemic like we've dealt with console shortages before with the wii um just because the thing went and up being, but that's because we were killing well, each other less so with the switch it. like it was it was a fairly easy so. to find a switch six months later yeah that's true the Wii sold out for fucking forever because no one was expecting that thing to sell the way it did. The, the PS5 is still sold out. Not because the demand is there, but because the supply chains are so royally fucked right now. Yeah, um, around the world. Like, I, I have just gotten notices that my Steam Deck and my Playdate are Playdate both pushed are back. Um, the the Playdate is not...
1: Because of supply concerns, it's because they're they are not confident in the current battery life and are redesigning parts of it. Well,
2: yes and no. the The first batch got pushed back because they resolved that, but also that pushed everything else back because of the supply. Yeah, because of the supply chain. Like, yes. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm in I'm in one of the first groups, so I only get. I'm in like
1: group three, I think.
2: Yeah, I I only got pushed back a couple months, but the groups after that kind of looked like they end up being. What was group three like? Mid middle uh, two, 2020 or is that are you into Twenty twenty two It's twenty twenty two. Sorry, twenty twenty two. Um. Anyway, yeah, like I, I should be getting my March with that first batch, but yeah, like it's every everything is fucked. It's it's almost like capitalism was doomed to making life worse for all of us. Did but, Monopoly
1: teach you anything?
2: But you know that doesn't matter because if you win, you win.
1: And you keep slowly winning while everyone fails around you. Um, what were we talking about? The fall of America. Video games. No,
2: we're talking sorry. about the, sorry. Sorry, no. The I was I was just thinking. I was
1: just thinking about how
3: you
0: know Basically capitalism that makes sense to... in, in in the metal. Basically, system that because that guy you know. was saying Final Fantasy VII remake. He <laughs> the way that's been released. He doesn't want that to kind of happen with any other remake. Which, uh, you know. I think, yeah, I think, I think my biggest issue here is a lot of, there's a lot of criticism and I think a lot of unfair criticism, how people said it's only a part of a game or how people, there's been a lot of criticism about this game and I think it's really unfounded, you know, like there are parts about the remake that I don't like. I vehemently just detest, you know, I fucking hate Roche and I know that. And you're wrong. I know, we know. I know it's silly to dislike a character that much. I didn't like the, the black spirits that they introduced in the game. I understand their purpose. I They're really called Dementors. Didn't like the, and they, <laughs> they completely just ruined the pacing of that game time and time again.
2: Um, I mean, they do. They do because you know where the game's supposed to be going, but the game's not actually going there. And frankly, they wasted time with that shit where they should have just Shit or been- get off the pot. Exactly, like they should have just been more upfront with like ten hours in you're like, Oh, oh, something's getting fucked with the timeline that's yes. it the The game's new now, and then just i'm not not instead I'm of the, trying to make it a twist that
0: eventually comes around by the end, it just it ends up being feeling slow right, and the the thing there, I agree with you the thing is i I don't like those things, but also we don't have the rest of the story. And so, I mean, I, I judge it simply in in the context of it being the game, like in the game, that wasn't my favorite choice. There are some pretty weird choices such as that or the roach thing. There are a few other small minor things. I don't necessarily enjoy as much about the game, but to judge everything that's going to subsequently come out as a whole, I think it's a little bit unfair, you know? And I'm not saying this this commenter is being unfair or anything like that. Sounds yes, like th- this, the, the way this game dropped and everything on top of that, or not this game, but the additional content for this game dropped on top of everything else, doesn't quite sit well. But who's to say it's not going to be better going forward? You know, I mean, yes, they, they've had a, a few small missteps with this game. Let's see if they learn with the next sequel the next installment the next episode whatever you want to call it and then if that one is handled just as poorly then yes let's you know look at it more critically but um yeah yeah i i agree that the way that the additional content being released wasn't quite the best way but i i think i don't think i'm ready to jump on the the bandwagon and say no more remakes so that's just how i feel sure yeah. Anyways, that's gonna wrap up the topic. So let's go take a break. Let's uh, you yes, know, some, do do the do the things that we do on break, and we will be right back. Please, no, no. Hey, don't change the channel. We're gonna be right back, and we have a brand new commercial. Check What's it a out. Channel? Are you high know. It's a it's a it's a body of water where the fucking supply lines get fixed. But no, we're gonna be right back. Don't go anywhere. Listen to this new commercial right now. Channel? You fucking idiot. Right now. Hey, Rich, guess what? What? Did you hear about that brand new game we're making? Oh, you mean Poo Poo Shit Diaper? That's right, Poo Poo Shit Diaper, the brand new racing game from Swarchomp. You sit on your diaper, and the shit streaks carry you around the course. Yeah, it gives a whole new meaning to the term skid marks. Skid marks, streaks, and more with our brand new game, Rich. I'm so excited about it. What are some of the playable characters? Um, there's obviously the titular character of Poopoo Poo and then his cousin Shit Diaper. I love playing as lactin X, the mysterious driver. You can also play as Josh. That's the shittiest one of them all. Yeah, people have said that. Steam, GOG, Epic, RedTube, anywhere you play video games, Poopoo Poo Shit Diaper will be ready and available for you. Nine ninety nine for Poopoo Poo Shit Diaper. Buy it next week. Available exclusively on Sega Genesis. And we're back with the Chompcast. So glad you didn't go anywhere. How'd you like that new commercial? Um <laughs> let us know when we talk about when we post the that the show is live on the social medias. But anyways, let's talk about some Forzen. Forzen? Who the fuck Forza is Forza Horizon. It's Forza Foreskin. Foreskin Horizon 5. Rich, tell us all about it. It did. Uh yeah,
1: man. I've been dipping my toes into Forza Horizon 5. I don't know how much I've really talked about these games on the show in the past because I like a good racing game. I've mentioned that before. I'm normally not huge on the big, like semi ones because I feel like it's too much for me. But Forza yeah. Horizon in particular, not not regular Forza. Regular Forza is too much for me. And it's I, very I just, simmy, yeah. I, it's simmy and it's boring, I think. It's like, race a real car around this track three times, whereas Horizon is like, you're in Mexico! You want to drive a Ford Escape through a volcano? And I'm like, yeah, I do! Um, <laughs> And, and th- honestly, there's not a lot new here. It is the thing you expect it is. It's pretty as fuck. It runs amazingly on my PC. That wasn't an exaggeration. This game literally... Starts off with you dropping out of a plane in a 2021 Ford Escape and driving it through a volcano.
0: Um, That sounds awesome.
1: The Mexico map is really cool. You're it's it's chill. It's a podcast game. It's a listen to whatever music you want game. Drive around the map. You do different drive to an event. Just try different stuff. And it's all fun. It all looks good. Um, It's just it's the kind of thing I was looking for right now. And it is. There is, like, that huge semi-element of it if you want to go there, but it's also having fun with it in ways that I don't think are just drive six laps in a circle, and it, doesn't this car respond, like, realistically? Like, yeah, that's all cool, but I just kind of want to drive through jungles and do cool jumps.
0: Yeah. What's the purpose? Is it, like, just to complete objectives in the game, or is there, like, a greater well, purpose to everything Forza do? Horizon
1: has, like, uh, a, a through plot line. I don't know how much regular Forza does, but the whole point of like the framing of Forza Horizon is there's this big racing event called the Horizon Festival that goes to different countries every year, which okay. is why the map changes every time. And you're playing as a consistent character, participating in these events. Um, and this year is Mexico, and the map is fucking awesome. You're constantly unlocking new cars and trying out different types. Um, I want to point this out because I feel it's important to talk about this every time a new Forza game comes out. My favorite thing in the world is the car auctioning system where you go on and use the credits you earn in-game to buy new cars. And when you buy a new car, it recommends a custom paint job for you. Forza is the most, like, you know, G-rated, like, here you go, everybody enjoy Uh, this. No matter what car you buy in this game, the first recommended paint job will be the Pornhub logo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I saw you post about that on Twitter. I, completely unrelated, I had a junior high school student uh, he's a special needs student. Uh, I was eating lunch in his classroom, and he turns around after we're done, and he looks at me. He's like, "Shay, do you know Pornhub?" And I was like, "What?" Out of nowhere, never had a no. I basketball. use
1: Red Tube, idiot.
0: <laughs> I used that- Foreskinhunters.com. No, but I was <laughs> like, "What?" And he's like, "Do you watch Pornhub?" I was like, "I was like, don't talk to me about that." I was like, "No." I was like, and I was telling him. Like I paid some of this for my Japanese. porn scrub. <laughs> I use Reality good. Kings, idiot. Yeah, Bank Bros, but um, Bang Bros. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back to cars and. But yeah, um, it's I've. It's about
1: family, th- Shay. It it is about family. Um, this is actually funny, the most fun. Fu- bring that up. Uh,
0: the, it's the most review f- of the uh, polls.
1: This, this is the most fun Forza anecdote I could give, actually, because I, I'm pretty sure the Horizon games and normal Forza have been doing this for years at this point. But it's one of my favorite things I love um, is when you are doing race events like offline, it populates the races like their other racer names with your, your friends list. So it's pulling from my Xbox friends list. And if Morgan keeps fucking cutting me off in these races, <laughs> I'm going to message him privately
0: like it's his fault dirty dickhead fucking morgan but yeah i mean there's not a whole way to make troubles for us even when he's not here anymore
1: that bastard (laughs) um but uh i mean i don't think there's a whole lot to discuss solely because there's not a lot new here it is more of that but like i feel like sometimes you could say that and it's a bad thing but in this case it's exactly what you want Mm -hmm. it is more of the same but it's prettier um, some of the map interface stuff is probably a little bit better. There's a lot of overwhelming stat stuff going on that I never pay too close attention to in these games because I just want to race the truck through the jungle.
0: Fair enough. Well, there you go. Forza Horizon 5. Fun game. Beautiful game. Check it out. All right, next, the boys are going to talk about a little-known game that just recently dropped called Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was really surprised to hear, to be honest with you, Josh talking about it this week, and him talking about it so highly, to be honest with you, but then again, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is probably, and Josh knows a lot about comics, and probably not at Rich's level and stuff like that, but I think Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the best gateway for most people getting into the Marvel Universe in general, so. um
1: Which is an insane sentence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe, but anyways, yeah, you guys, I'll, I'll give you guys the floor. I mean,
1: I I talked about this ad nauseum last time. I my review is up. I fucking adore this game, Josh. What are your thoughts? Let's compare notes. Um,
2: my thoughts are that the this is kind of what Mass Effect wished it could be.
1: Um, There's a lot of Mass Effect in here, in there, but
2: like, but like the plot threads work because the characters are so established that even if you don't nope. know them coming into this, they work. Um, I don't know. I, like the farther the farther I, the farther good I get from Mass Effect, the less I like it. Like that's I one of those still... games that I really liked playing through the first time. Second time, it's an alright game.
1: Every time I've gone Mass back Effect. to it since
2: then, it kind of sucks.
1: But uh, yeah, I I think I can agree with you in the sense of like I still love adore Mass Effect. Um I I think it's just probably definitely dated. Um I think this does a lot of that stuff Mass Effect wanted was was doing, I should say, um at the current AAA level and like you said a lot of that comes from every character confidently knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Um Like, they are new at being the Guardians of the Galaxy, but Drax the Destroyer is Drax the Destroyer. Star-Lord is Star-Lord. Rocket Raccoon is Rocket Raccoon.
2: Yes. Um. And, and like, I... Like, I get they were trying to have, like, a big rotating cast and whatnot, but, like... I feel like there are... I I don't want this to be completely a comparison, Mass Effect, to Guardians of the Galaxy, but I feel like they had about as many strong characters from one to the next but then there were also all the other characters in mass effect
1: that kind of did whereas everybody here kind of everybody here is pulling their weight
2: yeah everyone everyone's firing on all all cylinders even that space llama exactly
1: um oh can we can we light spoiler there josh i gotta ask you a question did you jettison you, you did you kept the llama right i kept the llama oh thank fucking god i just needed to know you weren't a monster yeah yeah um
2: Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, in, I'm really enjoying it. Um, there is a. A feeling of. Like all Marvel properties at this point, there are just nauseating levels of references. On varying levels of you'll get this.
1: I'm still uh, enough of a nerd to love every single one of them. Like, yeah, I want to read this this data entry about Darkhawk.
2: Yeah, uh, you don't need to know any of that for it to work, though. Like, I feel like this game is doing a very good job of... This is a decent enough onboarding point. Even because if you've it just not, feels... have never watched the movies, never never done anything with the property before. It It gets across the characters in a way that is... fairly holistic um
1: well i think that the main thing it does a good job with is like that referential thing you're talking about there josh is when you're reading like a codex entry about richard rider even if you have no idea who richard rider is all you get the sense of like okay this is like he's a space cop in this universe and i'm probably never even going to see this guy in this game but here's some information about him because maybe he'll be important in a sequel or something and and also
2: because of the way the writing is in this game there's a lot of kind of, not internal dialogue, but, like, the main character... Like, P- Peter talks to himself a lot while shit's happening. Um, and a lot of times those references will show up and he'll have no clue who they are, which I think makes it work better Um, mm. for for a very deep-cut reference to show up and the main character be like, who the fuck's that guy? Um, like,
1: why should this guy matter? Yeah. yeah. And they have they have a lot of fun with that later on, which I'm excited for you to get to. Um, there, there's a performance I actually wanted to talk to you about. Cause one, I, I talked previously about how much I love the voice actor doing tracks in this oh, and how yeah. great I think he is. Um, character in this game that we've talked in the past about, and I think God of War and stuff came up about like people, like child children coming across well in a way that doesn't annoy me. Mm-hmm. I think Nikki is just great.
2: Nikki is really good. Um, it that, that is something like child characters
1: she is endearing in a way that could just be annoying
2: yes and and i kind of think again i didn't want to bring it back to mass effect mass effect has one child in it uh that shows up in three and then they ask you to care about the one child that they put in the world and it's literally the only child in the world of mass effect because they knew we can't have kids in this like it's going to be too sketchy you know yeah, getting getting whereas th- the performances to to come across the way we
1: we intend it um whereas this game's not swimming with children but for plot reasons it really needs you to care about Nikki and I really cared about her by the time it was asking me to
2: yes um yeah yeah again like there aren't there aren't a lot of kids in this but yeah it's it's it's
1: but the one that's in it comes off like a real person
2: exactly it's it's not i don't know like i i I feel like me, I'm not going to continue to shit on Mass Effect, because that's a great way to make people just tune out. Ir- irrationally hate this game for no reason. um, Or just hate you. Yeah.
3: Um, well, you do suck. Thank you. That's fair. Um, You're welcome, buddy. The
2: The things this game does well, I think it does outstandingly um like a a lot of the character interactions in this game are are less you know goody goody or complete absolute douchebag which is a lot of the options you get in games with choices with dialogue options in them whereas you'll get be addicted to this character be addicted to this character. Have something sarcastic to say about this thing they said in the last sentence. Have something sarcastic to say about the other thing they said in the well, last sentence. That is all very in character and and gives you a a sense of who you're playing as. Whereas a blank slate super useful for telling a certain type of story, whereas this I feel like they they're trying to get you to play as Star Lord in a lot of ways. Uh whether well, and that that's not that's not super well defined. There's still room to express yourself.
1: There's room to make your version of it. I, I think the best example of that is because like you're saying, like a game like Mass Effect will have the like I'm gonna be a dick, I'm gonna be a good guy. Whereas here instead of that it'll be like I'm going to have Drax' back here or I'm going to dogpile on him with Rocket.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And both are in character. I feel like Oddly enough, like, I feel like a lot of what makes the game work is the, I feel like if you know what you're doing as a screenwriter, you understand why the whole Han shooting first thing made some people angry, but actually works. Um, Han shooting first shows the character. Like, he's absolutely the sort of person who knows the world, understands that the person he's dealing with is a bastard he's going to shoot me i'm going to shoot first it works that's it's in character it's more in character that he's gonna fuck up but still be skilled enough to shoot second and win um and I feel like understanding how both of those can show different sides of the same character is extremely good screenwriting. And I feel like a lot of the skill in this game is built around making your choices both work within a fairly established character. In but a paint way, but the that, version of
1: Star Lord you want to be.
2: Yes, that. But, but whichever you choose doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I like I there's I there, I have not picked a choice so far in any of the dialogue options and had, you know, the voice line come in after it and be like, Whoa, whoa, that's, that's not what I was fucking going for. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's a really hard thing to nail down. And I think they've done an excellent job of getting that just absolutely pitch perfect in this. Um, and I like, Again, like that, that that's not that's not what Mass Effect was even going for because they're 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 doing a different thing there. So like I it's not even a comparison there but but more so a how how do you get across an established character but still make it feel like it's your own story in in a certain way? And I think they've done that extremely well here and that's not an easy thing to to do.
1: It's the very difficult thing to do and yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Like so much of what this game so much of what, I shouldn't say what it does, right? Because it does more than that, right? I think the gameplay is fun. I think the environments and in, in exploration are fun. So mm-hmm. much of what makes this game stand out are how exceptionally well-written it is and how fun every character feels.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. There there are even times, in a lot of games, the option to not say something feels like a missed opportunity. And I feel like there are certain times in this game where I'm just like, no, no, I don't, I don't think I... I'm just gonna I...
1: shut up and let them talk.
2: Yeah. And it works. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I've been really impressed with how they're able to get that across. I I, I don't know. As far as the the scope is obviously going to be so much sm- smaller than if you were doing something just absolutely sprawling. Um, so it's it's not trying to account for as many possibilities here, but I think. It it still works like it's it's so it's 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 kind of it's doing its own thing in a way that I feel like I, like the the only other thing I can think of that's kind of similar would be something like Firewatch, um where they they've got a very particular idea of who this main character is, but they're they're still trying to give you room to express them. You're fleshing your,
1: out the details.
2: Yeah, um and this this feels an awful lot like that. It feels like it's taking a lot of Inspiration from that idea of giving giving you agency, but still,
1: you know, and for once, someone else got to steal a role from Chris Pratt. hmm
2: Yeah. Um. And I, I, I've been, I think the most. Well, I don't know about the most impressed.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think
2: the most impressed by by that aspect of it, By by the storytelling aspect, I, I think probably second. I one hundred percent agree. Would be like, it's a. It's a, this is a pretty game Just the art mm-hmm. style of this game and in the way they're they're able to render it is outstanding like this is this is one of the one of the prettiest games i've
1: played this year um and you're playing on pc i'm playing on ps5 and i think both versions look look mm-hmm. pretty damn good
2: yes yes um yeah like I, if you have a new console i think this would be a something you'd you'd want to see running on it um cool really for sure fun time it's it's, it's a good time especially if you have you know any you know connection to these characters already absolutely get it even if not
1: without it i think you'll be charmed by it like i think it'll make you want to
0: learn more about them exactly And, and even better uh, the main character, Peter Quill, is not actually identical to the douchebag who played him in the movies. The actor who played him in the in the movies, rather.
1: Better hair here, too.
0: Okay, oh, yes. Well, there you go. All right, well, <laughs> thank you for that, Josh and Rich. Uh, next, we have Shin Megami Tensei Five, which Rich briefly played, and he's going to talk about his first impressions. Yeah,
1: I'm about an hour and a half to two hours-ish into uh, Shin Megami Tensei five. I do not know what the depth of either of your experience with this series are. Um, it is Zero. a near and dear to my heart RPG series. It is what Persona spawned out of. And one of the main things I wanted to get out of here and say, because I feel like it's a lot of people's first Shin Megami Tensei, uh, proper, much like the past games in the series, if you are expecting Persona, this is going to be tonal whiplash for you. Um, it is a Japanese teenager game, but the proper Shin Megami Tensei series is very gloom and doom. Um, oh, wait, like every Shin Megami Tensai game pretty much takes place during the apocalypse uh, this one is no different you are leaving school one day in Tokyo something wacky happens at the train station and the next thing you know you are in a you're in the netherworld a now desert landscape Tokyo enthralled by demons um, very much for anyone coming from Persona the same combat systems where you want to exploit weaknesses and get on your enemy's side, but there are, the difference here is, um, in Shin Megami Tensai, you have one, one character you're playing as, um, there's not a proper name for this protagonist yet, I think I named him V, um, because five, haha, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, the way you expand your party, is in a very Pokemon-esque fashion, you participate in demon negotiations, which is you talk to monsters, and try to convince them to join your team, and those are your party members, um i'm just mm-hmm. getting kind of the early setup but they really don't waste time getting you into it like 20 minutes in you're in the netherworld fighting and um i replayed nocturne recently because that shimikimi Tensei 3 came out the setup for this one interestingly enough finds you arriving in the netherworld and a Protofiend, much like you are in 3 arrives and gives you the old terminator line and says take my hand if you want to live and then combines with you so you become a proto fiend human hybrid called a nanobin. That that uh, you can turn your arm into a sword and fight some demons and it's pretty cool and right now I'm just moving through Tokyo trying to make my way to uh, a tower in the center and find out what the hell's happened what the hell's going on why the world collapsed yeah. and I'm making some fun demon friends along the way Th- this game looks pretty as hell. Much like I said about Monster Hunter Rise, I think the Switch continues to impress me with what some devs are getting out of it. This thing kills my battery. <laughs> uh, I went from, like, 80% to, like, 42 in the hour and a half I played. Damn. Uh, so I think this is going to be a mostly docked one. Uh, I, I, just wanna, I, have the, I have a launch Switch, I should say. Um, but it really did eat my battery. It looks pretty as hell. There's some cool-ass stylistic choices I really like about it. Like, it has that same anime flair that Persona always has, but it's kind of flatter and more toned down, and as a result, the, the colors that pop seem even brighter off these sort of pale landscapes, and I can never quite tell if this is actually happening or if it's supposed to be, like, a stylistic thing, because, like, the characters that are important, everyone's obviously in a school uniform when it starts but the characters that are important all have like flowers and like rose blossoms embroidered all over their school uniforms and are like, clearly like those are the anime kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, yeah, I, I know Josh will be starting it up soon, so we'll probably have deeper thoughts next week, but it's what I expected. The combat's good. The voice acting is good. It looks pretty as hell. And I cannot wait to just keep plugging away at this. I, I fucking love these games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I do want to check th- these games out. I eventually want to get into them at some point. I know I keep saying that. Um, if
1: I and I may have said this to you before, Shay. Honestly, if I would recommend to anyone, I think Josh will actually back me up on this. If you're only ever going to play one Shima game, Tensai game, I would say play Strange Journey, the 3DS remake. Okay.
2: Yeah, that that's a good one. That like I I really, I really like that in three. Um, yeah. As, as oh, and also, the
1: the HD remaster three is pretty recent too, so it's hard to say no to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, they are way more. They're gloom and doom. They they really are
2: like almost like tone pieces compared to Persona games, which are m- way more plot focused. As far as
1: mm-hmm. um, Personas, we're going to save the world. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei is we already lost. <laughs> before the game started yeah i remember you
0: mentioning that well
2: it it, it, not just not just in the like narrative sense but even in the like the demon negotiations kind of like you're saying you get so much more of the tone of the Which is funny
1: because five brought, Persona Five brought back demon negotiations to Persona, but yeah. even the way you negotiate in Five, the demons always seem a lot more upbeat than a proper Shin Megami Tensei.
2: Yes, exactly. Like in in the in the the main series proper, you have way more demons who are like, "Why don't you hurt yourself? I I might be interested in that um, type or give type me, just characters. give me give me all your money." Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're they're so unique as far as um really experiences you kind of have to play through to to really get um
1: yeah yeah but they're they're great and it's cool to see the first release of 5 getting so much attention in the west and being like this big thing people are pushing for the switch
0: i hope a lot of people end up really really vibing with this
1: yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: well guess what guys it's my time to shine to talk about the one game i played this week um solitaire <laughs> that's right
1: my card sweeper. game of
0: the lonely <laughs> Minesweeper. no i i played finn son of crimson this week which people are like what the hell all these, all these big name games, and you're playing this. I was watching a list on YouTube of some of the best pixel game, pixelated games to come out in the past X amount of years. I can't remember the exact video or the exact uh, conditions. And the video had mentioned this game. I hadn't heard of it for some reason. I believe and you said wh- Finn. It's
1: Flynn, right?
0: Oh, sorry, Flynn. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think I did say Finn. Thank you for. Cracking. I just wanted it's to. Flynn. Yeah, I wanted to make sure. No, I appreciate that. I even wrote it down as Flynn and I said Finn. But, um, anyways, so I was watching this video and basically has you as this red haired main character running around with a giant dog. And I. So it immediately- is Finn. Adventure yeah, time. Come yep. on. So I saw that and I was immediately like, okay, I need to play this. And the thing is um Flynn, son of crimson is an action platformer game it very much harkens back to the genesis style of games where you just control a character you're hopping from platform to platform slashing things jumping around getting slightly different abilities different weapons and then just going from there uh it's it's a pretty straightforward game in terms of the mechanics um that you, you can get a few different weapons and a few different ranged weapons. Um, there is a, a skill tree that allows you to... I shouldn't even say skill tree. I should say upgrade. Skill bush. Where you can like increase your health or increase your magic usage. There's a special ability that you get later on in the game that I don't, I don't want to spoil for narrative purposes what it is, but basically allows you for a limited amount of time to use kind of a powered up version of your ability, which is pretty cool. And you can start unlocking other ability combat abilities based off of that one. So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty straightforward mechanic mechanically. Um, the, the standouts for me in this game, besides the art style, I love that, that, um, pixelated art style. I'm always going to be a sucker for that for as long as I live, just because it plays all my nostalgia. um, First off, the music in this game is phenomenal. The title screen music is fantastic, and it just gets better from there. Um, I've enjoyed all the different styles of music that are kind of implemented into this game, which has been really enjoyable. Um, I sent the guys a track before the show, hoping they'd listen to it. Um, That particular track I sent them is called Mistral Tales, I think? But uh, it kind of gave me this vibe of the soundtrack um, from the TV show Too Old to Die Young, which is kind of a very dark and gruesome show that we've talked about previously on the podcast. But that's not indicative of the entire soundtrack. That's just one song. There's a lot of variation to the soundtrack, which is phenomenal. Um, the bosses very much stand out, and the, the enemy types and how you have to deal with them also stand out. Uh, it's very, The combat is very, very fun. It doesn't feel overly challenging yet it's very engaging. I I enjoy going and fighting against pretty much any any enemy that has been thrown my way and there's this one boss fight. I think it's the second boss in the game. Just the the sequence of events was incredibly fun. I was like, I don't think I've this is one of the few bosses I've really just actively enjoyed fighting this year. Not that there haven't been amazing boss fights this year because there have been a lot of them, but that was one of the ones where I was like, I'm having fun learning the sequencing. Sometimes it's like, okay, I need to memorize how to do this just so I can land damage, but I was actively having fun with this boss. so
3: Hmm.
0: Fun is good. The combat and the boss fighting has been pretty fun. The story is awesome. Uh, This pretty much happens at the beginning of the game, so I'm not really spoiling anything um, too major. That basically your dog kind of acts as a guardian spirit for you in a lot of ways. And there's this creature that, or this character that comes, I should say, that tries to steal your power, but you're too strong. You're you're not able it's not able or they are not able to separate you as the boy from your power, so they steal your dog's power. And that's kind of where the intro to this whole podcast came from um, as I was playing that game. And so you you are tasked with going to recover the guardian spirits that were taken out of your dog to return its power. To it, to the dog, essentially, and the way it's constructed is it isn't one giant map like a like a Metroidvania. It's broken up by each level, and the the grid for each level kind of reminds me of Donkey Kong in some ways, where like you just have the 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 character and it's just moving to the next level or like a Mario, I guess. But I don't know. I got more Donkey Kong vibes. It'll be interesting to see what you guys. And you do
1: have to spell Kong in every
0: level no no but you do have to find secret items in each level which uh make you interact with a very quirky and funny character so and And the environments have been incredibly varied and fun like i was just playing some winter levels um some snowy icy levels and it really gave me this wintery vibe this morning so it's been a really fun game so far I i think i'm about halfway done with it at this point um i was trying to crank a bunch out last night and this morning before the show is hoping to get it mostly done. It's about a six to eight hour long game, depending on if you go for all the hidden items and all the additional stuff that you can do. There isn't too much additional. There isn't a ton of backtracking unless you miss those items. So it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a very straightforward game. It's been a lot of fun. It's very cute. Uh, I think the biggest standouts are the bosses and the music at this point, but um, it's been a really fun game. Very cool. I'll have a lot more to say about it as I finish it and as you guys get around to it, which I don't know if you guys will get around to it this year. Um I I would recommend that you guys get around to it because it may or may not pop up in the game of the year show for certain things. So Yeah. Alrighty. That's that's all I'll say about that. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna take this quick moment to say that if you're liking what you were hearing so far, and this is your first time being here, we have a Patreon. I know everybody else does, but we like to, you know, mention it briefly just because that is how we fund this show and all the other shows that we do. We do a lot of other shows. We do streaming. We do all that sorts of stuff. And Patreon is the best way that you can support us and also be rewarded for supporting us as well. So we have a bunch of tiers over there. If you head over to patreon.com slash uh, you can help us out and, you know, get something out of it as well. So just head over there, check it out if you are interested in keeping the lights on here for us and helping us out. Anyways, uh, we have a few more quick games to talk about. We're going to be talking about a game called Webbed, which is what Josh just most recently played. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is one that I've been uh, kind of following
2: the de- developers for for quite some time. Um, and then uh, didn't get around to the game right when it came out just because it was kind of that beginning of the fall rush when absolutely everything came out. Um, so finally getting around to it, but, um, webbed as you may surmise from the name is a sort of physicsy
0: platformer where you play as a spider. Um, (laughs) our intro comes full, not full circle, but (laughs) pretty damn close.
2: Yeah. Spinning, spinning your little, your webs and whatnot. And, uh, they they do a really good job of it, just being a two D web spinning game that feels really good to control. Um, like it, it's kind of mostly about exploration and whatnot. Like the whole thing's kind of laid out the big big open map. You can kind of go explore from from the outset. Um, and, and anyway, at the beginning of the game, your, your boyfriend is stolen by, by a mean crow and you, and you have to go get him back, um, so you can eat him instead of the crow, obviously, um, as a spider does.
3: Um, (sighs) this is some S
2: tier web slinging. I am I'm gonna put it put it put it there. Like this is like you can you can like really build up some speed in a lot of the ways that you kinda get from Spider Man, but also instead of just dropping a web at any point, you can just decide Oh no, this is this is a good web. I'm 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 gonna connect this to another end and just actually build a web, which is uh something Spider Man needs to let you do. Like they should if, really do that in the next game. Right? Like this is, it is really satisfying to just be swinging around and decide, Ooh, I'm going to build a web here. Like it's like, it, it, it works ridiculously well. Um, like this is, this has been one of my favorite games to control all year just because it, it feels ridiculously solid to move around this, this game. Um. Which is something that a lot of physicsy platformers absolutely fail at, um, yeah, whereas this just works um it's 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 pretty charming on top of that with like a sort of a pixel art I was gonna say like Donkey Kong like. Pixel art thing where it, it like it looks like 3D models that have been made into so it looks like shit looks you know like 3D models that have been turned into pixel art, but it it's not the same thing because a lot of those yeah were not done with the most fluidity um, <laughs> it it I don't know if that's how they made these sprites or not, but it does feel way more fluid than that um, but it's got a it's a similar sort of a vibe to it as far as like some parts of it feel more like they were 3d than others. Um, most of the characters mostly as far as, you know, like a little, you know, your main character, you know, the spiders walking around, you'll, you'll meet some ants and bees and whatnot. Um, that kind of have that sort of, this is pixel art, but sort of 3d feeling sort of a vibe that that game had. um, the, the the story blurb i just gave you is basically the whole story so that you're you're not going to be getting much more as far as that's concerned um it's like the, the draw is just the premise like that the 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 whole you're you're controlling a spider platforming around and stuff and it that, that is kind of if that sounds interesting to you it, like you should absolutely try it because it does that extremely well, like this has been one of my favorite games, like I said, to control this whole year because it is just so much fun to move around as this cute little spider on your on your adventure through this. Did through you this ever
0: world. play that p s one spider game called I think just Spider? It was like mm-hmm. a three d platforming game I don't think I did.
2: Unless I don't I put it, it on a hold. demo disc somewhere that I can't remember. I I know I know I haven't played
0: through the whole thing at all. It was on one of those PS1 demo discs, and it probably wouldn't hold up now. But, uh, I would be curious to see your kind of impressions mm. of that game versus this game. I may have to track it down at some point, but yeah,
2: yeah. No 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 personal memories of it. So
0: that's fair. That's fair. But Josh, you also played another game this week called Demon. Tr- Turf. Spider, the video I game almost for the almost said Demon one. Turf as I'd been saying that a joke this whole time. But Demon Turf. T-U-R-F. Turf. Yes,
2: yes, Demon Turf. This, this is one that Rich and I kind of thought looked neat when we were doing our E3 coverage this year. Um, it is a 3D platformer, more of the N64 variety. That sort of Banjo-Kazooie Mario 64 ilk. You know, lots of stuff to collect and kind of a world to explore. Um but with the kind of standout thing with this one being instead of having a three D character, it is in a three D world, but your character is like a two D sprite with kind of unique animations for, for going through all of this, which has mixed results. Um, I think because kind of the, the major, major downside to that being it's harder to place yourself in 3d because you're not a 3d character, um, which they get around by having a very distinct shadow. And what that kind of unfortunately means is you end up watching the shadow to figure out where you're actually standing more so than the character. Um, which I mean eventually you'll get used to and and it won't be as much of an issue but uh yeah like it's it is it so far has seemed like a very solid indie platformer um which kind of at this point you may or may not have exper- have had experience with with you know the sort of uh hat and time variety of of game um this, this kind of feels like it's,
3: you know, very, very,
2: yes, very, very much of that same variety of uh, like, let, let's, let's, let's kind of take a lot of what worked about those old N64 platformers and kind of do something fun and new with it. Um. Y- y- yeah. This, this is another one where I feel like you kind of, you know, from the premise, whether or not you're going to be interested. Um, and, and,
3: yeah, like, the
2: the 2D thing looks neat, like, it's a really stylish looking game that I really enjoyed, but also it does kind of make the platforming more difficult,
3: um, by virtue of those stylish, you know, trade-offs that they made. Um, yeah. I've I've enjoyed a
2: lot of the kind of normal levels, like the general going through the story, going through the main levels and whatnot. It's it's got that sort of I've mentioned this a few times before the the sort of Mar- Mario has been just the best at this. Is like especially Odyssey as far as having the main story be pretty straightforward to get through, but then having just ridiculously challenging side stuff to do everywhere. Just kind of all over the place stuff for you to find and be like, Ooh, I want, I want to go try this thing. It's not hidden off away from everything. You can everything. now play as Luigi. It's, it's, yeah. Oh my God. Like I, that's one of my favorite parts about the galaxy games is, is 100%ing them. So you can start them over as Luigi with higher Where jumps, much and harder, loadier controls. And it's super satisfying to go through those. But, um, this this does a lot of that where like the main story is really solid but not particularly difficult um so far some of those issues that i've had with telling where you are in 3d space um stand out when you find those more challenging bits that aren't required but you kind of think oh i want to go try this and i've i've kind of bumped into those limitations of the art style and of the camera's a little futsy on top of that, that makes some of those challenges feel harder than they need to in a way that I've not really felt since the N64 in a lot of ways where things just were difficult because of, you know, no good reason, uh, essentially, like fighting fighting a camera and, and stuff like that, which is something that I've not really missed. Um Yeah, nobody misses that shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like it's it's it is very much doing what that genre did well and in a lot of ways doing what it did poorly as well.
0: So Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's not something that's really on my radar with how busy the rest of the year is looking, but Oh yeah. Interesting. Thanks for taking the plunge for us. Mm -hmm. And Rich, you briefly wanted to mention the Deep Rock Galactic Season 1 update.
1: Yeah, um, I've been... Josh and I have both been ecstatically waiting for this for a while. Um, Deep Rock Galactic just got its biggest update yet uh, and at the same time announced that it was going seasonal with its updates to sort of theme them. So uh, Season 1 has begun. It is Deep Rock Galactic Rival Incursion. And... It has brought a shit ton of content. Uh, New primary weapons for all of the classes, which are all pretty cool and varied. Um, But the big draw is, one, there's now a battle pass in Deep Rock Galactic, and before everybody groans, uh, there's no paid version of it. There's just a cosmetic unlocking pass that's going to change every season and is themed for the season, along with the seasonal currencies you get from Doing these different events, and along with all that is a new game mode, um, that is called uh, Industrial Sabotage. And the entire gimmick of this update is the the theme for it, and the sort of through line is a new mining company has emerged, a finally a rival for Deep Rock Galactic Mining Corporation. So it's time for some industrial sabotage. Uh, you're going to break into their mines and steal their data and sabotage their equipment, and that is what the new game mode is compromised of. Um, I'm still on the trail to unlocking that mode, so I haven't played any of it yet. But what I have played is, uh, if anyone has tuned into our Deep Rock streams, they've seen Josh and I conquer some of the optional objectives that are often a lot harder um, in those levels. And there are now, and I, I'm guessing that these are going to kind of be swapped out with the seasons. There are some seasonal ones that are themed mm-hmm. to the, the incursion thing. So uh, I, I did one the other night where we found like this big obelisk looking terminal and you have to call down a, a deep rock galactic mining computer and then set up a sat link. So you can steal data from the enemy mining company and a little, and when you hit hack, instead of you just downloading something, uh, Bosco, the little helper drone pops down and he's wearing a backwards hat that says DRG on it. And he starts typing furiously and you have to cover him <laughs> while he hacks. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's got, a ton of style, the new weapons add a ton of new unlockable content you wanna get into. um that game is fucking great, and it continues to be great and the amount of like free support and new modes they're throwing at it just make me excited and more and more excited to get through it. Josh mm. and I are gonna probably keep coming back to that on stream again that that game is great, I love playing it, and they keep giving it so much support. I cannot praise that game enough,
0: yeah cool, yeah. I think we'll have to do another mission at some point. Before oh, also, I up. think
1: I think the story is a a giant Mass Effect parody <laughs> because the m- new mining company um, they're like this—they're fully uh, you know machine-based doing the mining—and in the computer for the new seasonal terminal, there's an image of one of them, the leaders, and it just looks like a Reaper.
0: <laughs> huh. Okay. All right, well, we're going to take one more final break before we get into the social media polls, which is the back end of the show that we usually do. So stick around, and we will be right back.
3: X-ray, X-ray, read all about it. New magic com.
2: You there, boy. What news?
1: News, sir! New graphic designs over at store.swordchomp.com!
2: New graphic designs at store.swordchomp.com.
1: That's right, sir!
2: My god!
1: You can get all the designs you want on t shirts, masks, hoodies, even phone cases!
2: They've done it. Those swordchomp boys have brought Christmas early.
1: Aye, sir! This surely will be the best Christmas yet, if you navigate over to store.swordjump.com right now!
2: God bless you, son.
1: God bless us, everyone!
0: We're back. Let's do some social media polls. Every Tuesday at the Sorcham Instagram, we run some polls, usually about gaming and other related stuff. Uh for you guys to vote on to have kind of some proper voice in the show and we talk about the results. It's always kind of fun for us. It's silly and uh it's a good way to kind of uh just come on the back end of the show and sometimes we get to discuss news veiled as polls about that as well. So Anyways, the first poll I ran this week had to do with Nintendo. Over the past few weeks, Nintendo has taken heat for poor N64 emulation. They said they're working to improve their online experience. 61% of people said bull fertilizer. And 39% of people said, I trust them. And I got to be honest with you. uh, They were pretty vague about what they were, to me, I guess. About what they were going to be improving with the online experience um, i uh, other than what I pay them now for the monthly service i do, I don't see any incentive to pay them anymore like I don't want that upgraded service I don't see myself wanting it anytime soon um it's the way it's rolled out and a lot of those games have just been poorly emulated. Why would you pay money for it when you've probably already owned the game? go get the Better versions of the emulators for free and just play them that way. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why you would pay for this service. Yeah, Other yeah. than, I guess, the Animal Crossing DLC. Yeah, like someone
1: paying game. for it, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at
2: before. Like, if you want that DLC, this isn't a big increase on top of that. If, if you don't want the DLC, I'd wait for them to iron out some bugs. See what bugs they actually care about ironing out, and and go from there. Um, yeah. Like the, the 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 upsides that I will give it, and I, we've mentioned this before. I, I've mentioned this before. I, th- I think on the
0: podcast. Are we've mentioned that, it multiple times on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the,
2: emulating the, the their. Like they're, they've they've had options to play online with friends and whatnot, but it's it's always been terrible. So like, if you've got a real hankering to play some multiplayer online N64 games, that that'd be about the reason. If you really can't wait, other than that, I'd, yeah. I'd give it give it some time. See see yeah. what
0: they fix. I mean, it's ex- it's exciting, but with it being as buggy as it is right now, there's zero incentive yeah. to rush out. So. Yeah, exactly I, I agree. Waiting for a while until they fix everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next on Mass Effect Day, which was uh, towards the beginning of last week, Bioware dropped the stat that fifteen percent of all Mass Effect players did not recruit Garrus. So what I said, "What's wrong with you people?" So I said, "So where I'm- are you, monsters?" Sixteen hmm. percent of our listeners or our viewers on Instagram said so they're, right here, bitch. We've
2: we've got a fairly representative sample, it seems like. That was that was very close to their
0: own numbers. That's uh, right. so d- and eighty four percent of ch- people said who would do such a thing. I've but, yeah. So I've, did I've they you think honest. Mass
1: Effect was bad the whole time?
2: Right. I didn't even know you couldn't recruit Garrus because why the fuck would you even try? Why Yeah, at, exactly. at what point would you how do you make decisions
1: that get to a point where that wouldn't be just a given? It it is possible in the first one because um you can once you recruit Rex, you mm-hmm. can totally bypass the lead about Garrus and just head straight for uh was his face and then you never technically have to meet up with garris mm. but you can find him in the csec building and recruit him before you leave um but you you'd never have to follow that lead to the medical office where you first meet Garrus. i guess so i guess so it's been a long time since i've played one but it just seems like i only know this because uh i almost did it by accident mm. when i was playing the mass effect collection and i was like shouldn't i have garris by now and then i googled it and had to figure out how to find garris if you miss him in the medical office mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, hmm. crazy to me. Crazy to me. Um, Life of P is an upcoming Dark Souls esque game about an angry and sinister Pinocchio. I said, did this announcement slip by any of you as well? Fifty five percent of people said yes, and I need it. Forty five percent of people said, where were you? Like, to be honest with you, I don't rem. Like, I know that the trailer dropped this year on one of the uh. The gaming gaming announcement directs. I completely missed it, and it looks awesome. Well,
1: it's alpha Damn. footage from a Korean studio. I think it's pretty far off.
0: It's. I think it's dropping in twenty twenty three. I believe
1: that's pretty far off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say so. But man, it, it looks good. Did you guys see the the footage?
1: It's got a vibe, and uh, I like a good Souls like.
2: Yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm torn on it because some of the stuff, some of the screenshots they've shown make it seem like maybe they don't quite get metaphors.
0: Um, they sure don't. Um, I mean, I think with the exception of Sekido, and maybe Neo, maybe you can make the case for Neo, I feel like a lot of the Souls-esque games are pretty sparse on metaphors. It's pretty direct, a lot of those games.
1: I don't think there's anything
0: direct about
1: any of them. Um... I don't know. But I mean, want anyway, a guy but- called the nameless king. Um, I-, I wanted to point out I was originally sold on this, and now unless it has a mechanic it definitely doesn't have, I'm not interested in it. Mm. Uh, Shout out to my friend Vinny who said he's only interested in this game if there's a heavy dialogue system in which there's a mechanic which when you lie your nose grows and <laughs> combat gets more difficult because of your <laughs> obnoxious nose.
0: Well, the... Your nose. They mentioned that your nose will actually grow depending on the some of the things that happen in the game. That will happen. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, everyone's the talking about effect, how dark combat. it is. I think it's because people
2: only have context of Pinocchio through the Disney thing. As as a child oh, the, the who was scarred, is dark. who was very very scarred by by coming across the actual book Pinocchio at at my grandparents' house as a child, and and reading that thing. Uh, this does not look quite as dark as the book.
0: Um, <laughs> I wish would make a Peter up. Pan game about the original Peter Pan story, too, because that mm-hmm. story is dark as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Most pretty fairy much, tales are. Pretty much all the stories that Disney has told that have been based on a story that previously existed really, really made those stories much less gruesome than they actually are. Yes. Yeah. Almost all of them exclusively.
1: Germans love Dark Tales.
0: And they mm-hmm. also love Tales. The, the cute the tales series from Sonic.
1: No, I think they, they love the Tales series. Tales oh, Azulia they specifically. They mm. probably
0: do. Season 2 oh, of Oh, Pokemon- Dostin Tales Azulia? <laughs> Season 2 of Pokemon Unite just dropped. Are you still playing? Tw- 12% of people said, Hell yeah! And eighty-eight uh, percent of people said I fell off or I didn't even try. Everyone else said their credit you, cards I was maxed like, out. Okay, I'm intrigued. I want to see what they what they drop, what they're going to be dropping in season two. More costumes for you to buy. <laughs> and I was like, All yeah, right, I don't know what you nope. expected.
2: I th- I think it was around the time I unlocked the seventh currency in that game that that I finally just said, "Fuck this!" Like I'm no, no. It was, like, no. like shut down. I purple. were
0: playing and we were just yeah. getting. Mercilessly fucking wrecked because their servers weren't quite optimized yet. That I was like, yeah, yeah, Josh is done. <laughs> yeah, no, it, the the game is a fucking, it's a grift. Like
2: this is this is absolutely one hundred percent a pay to win fucking grift.
1: Some um, call me the lucky grifter.
0: Yeah, I I've fallen off that game and I haven't unfortunately really looked back. I'm glad that I kind of broke my addiction from it. It was fun at the yeah. time, but
2: I I. I I don't see how this does not completely tank the brand if they let it continue to go long term. It is it is just the f-
1: most because no one is disgusting. thinking or talking about it. Yeah, and so it'll be fine. I, I, I
2: guess, you know, but like it is this is the most disgusting Pokemon thing they've ever made
0: by I by a
2: wide margin.
0: I I agree that it's pretty gross. I don't think it'll take the tank the image just because like yeah. the no, sheer amount agree. of people who are excited for uh, the Gen 4 remasters or remakes that are going to yeah. be coming out. and uh, Josh, yeah. the grossest thing they've Legends made so RC- far. So far, Legend- exactly. Legends Arceus is going to be dropping here soon, so I, I don't think it'll tank the image that much. I honestly I don't do agree think it it's will. Gross
2: no, I I don't think it will. I don't think it will at all. The The entire series has been built around the idea of why don't you buy two copies of this game for no goddamn reason for 30 years like if people haven't noticed that they're not going to notice the complete shit pile that is this game so
0: yeah, I mean there's fun to be had when you first boot the game up and you play like the first 5-10 hours, that's fun I will admit that, after that turn it off, delete it off of your system mm -hmm, and say, I had my fun with it Don't be like me who just grinded and grinded just for the small amounts of currency you could get just so you could unlock a character just to do it again. I did that for a little while. Not worth it. Take it from me who went through that process. So, Anyways, uh, let's move on to the next poll. I've always been curious who this is marketed towards. And it's a picture of Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Warzone where they pair with various snack brands such as Doritos and Mountain Dew to give you double experience points for the weekend that you have these codes. I said, do you get in on these double experience point events for first person shooter games? 10% of people said, I do it. I do the do for points. And 90% of people said, nah, dude, i've always been curious who those are geared towards because i've never been like oh fuck i gotta buy these for these double experience I've, yeah points.
1: i've never once bought one of those products for that like i think i entered one once because i happened to be like playing that game and i'm like oh it's got one of those codes on it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah,
2: i think the yes yeah like every now and then i'll buy something and then notice after the fact like oh i guess i'm playing that game anyway um but like
1: my favorite was when I was eating Oreos and I saw the code for Halo Infinite. I was like,
2: "That game doesn't even exist." Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I I recently bought a, a Nerf gun version of the uh, the carbine that from you know from Halo because I want I want to, the Needler I, so bad. Oh, the new Needler! Like they've made some complete dog shit Needlers before, but the one they this just released. Good you don't even need to do anything to it. It it is already cosplay ready. It is such a gorgeous looking nerf gun. Um, But, but anyway, point being, I got that thing and it came with a little card insert that I think you, I think gives you a version of the carbine that, that looks like the nerf gun um, in the game. If you, that's pretty cool, you know, put it in, but again, the the game's not out yet. So I'm gonna have to hold on to that card and, and, and hope I remember to put it in later on. But, yeah, I'm looking at that fucking
1: needler again. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, it's, unbelie- it's honestly unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Well, speak- speaking of gorgeous, uh, that leads us into hey, the next poll actually perfectly, so I'm going to be a dick and cut you guys off because there you go. I posted a picture of this, but holy hell, if you guys don't see this controller, if you didn't look at this controller, oh, yeah. that thing is beautiful. It's the Forza Horizon 5 Limited Edition controller. It is gorgeous, and I said, I need to get my grubby dick skinners on this controller. Stat, I wanted to know if other people felt similarly. 69% of people, nice, said facts. And Mm -hmm. the way, if you haven't seen this controller yet, you need to look it up. It's it's see-through, first off, which harkens back to generations past. It's yellow on the left handle and kind of on the upper right portion, and there's this splattering of this gorgeous blue and pink and there's some purple on it oh god it's just beautiful it is a, a beautiful controller. controller it is one of the it most am. beautiful controllers i've ever seen in my life and it's one of the most unique ones i mean the, i love this one almost as much as those tron legacy ones oh yeah almost i like i don't have a xbox series x so i don't even i actually i could probably get this still and it would work. I'd, I'd get for it for like a PC.
2: PC if if you don't have yeah. an Xbox One controller, which I still, frankly, like their D pad better um, than the new Xbox controllers. I they they, yeah. they reverted to their fucking
0: their shittier version. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like, the, but the this D-pad controller was controller yeah. looks anyway. worth it just to pick it up. Yeah, it does. I might actively go try and pick it up this weekend. So. Yeah, yeah. one of of the most beautiful controllers I've ever seen check it out if you haven't yet Um, oh and the other choice was 31% said also facts so they had no choice (laughs) I forgot about that I snuck that in there Um, last poll I did uh, I don't know what compelled me to read this article because it was the most fucking stupid dramatic shit I had read but it made me laugh when it popped up on my phone and I was like I gotta read this so Here's an excerpt. Vin Diesel wrote, I say this out of love, but talking to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, those two kind of had a falling out during the filming of the Fast and the Furious franchise. And uh, it's been public news for some reason. People talk about it. But uh, Diesel said, I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. And I was like, Jesus Christ, 40 plus year old men. To which to Dwayne that-
1: responded. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> um, but I said, we got to do it one more time before the year's over. We got to play the meme one more time. I said, come on, Dwayne, do it for 69% of people. Again, nice said family, do it for family. For the Olive Garden. <laughs> And uh, 31% of people said, do it for the people, which I was trying to re- reference the people's elbow, trying to figure out yeah. some way to work that in there. But um, I couldn't believe that shit, like how overly dramatic this whole situation was. And I was like, God damn, I need to quit fucking listening. It's
3: been listening a long body. day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that, but I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to do the meme one last time before the year's out, I think it's time for a fast rewatch 100%. But, anyways, uh, that's that's it for the polls. Uh, so again, every Tuesday at the search on Instagram, head over there and vote on them. And that's gonna do it for the show. Uh, this is kind of a shorter show. I honestly, admittedly, kind of rushed us through some of the stuff a little bit just because we have some. We all have some stuff to do after the show, unfortunately, and uh, I wanted to keep it a little bit lighter because uh, in the event that Zach was going to show up, that we would have enough room for the four of us to talk. So we'll try and get him on the show at the beginning of next year. Pretty much the rest of the year is lined out at this point. So um, hopefully we can get him back on, and of course there will be more Final Fantasy talk. But yeah, yeah. the show was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was very tightly packed full of lots of funny bits and fun stuff to talk about. So anyways, uh, last remaining thing to say is if you like this episode, or if you want to hear more from us, head over to sword where you can get more podcasts from us, such as evoking the sublime. You can get chomping after dark and you can get a brand new one, which may or may not be up by the time this episode goes live. Stay tuned on the social medias for more on that later um also you can head over there and check out our merchandise uh which we have some amazing beautiful threads that um i'm gonna be taking i think i'm gonna be taking pictures for this week or next so i can start advertising that stuff and looking sexy online looking fly in our stuff hopefully encouraging you guys to pick some up yourselves holiday season is a perfect time to get that chomping after dirt dark tank that you love for your loved ones but um all jokes aside, yeah, you can check it out over there at store.storechomp.com. We also um, have articles and reviews and stuff of that nature. I'm thinking about doing one for Flynn, Crim- uh, Son of Crimson, which uh, I'll be talking about more on that next week. But Rich and Ray primarily are in that space. They do lots of great stuff. Check it out, Rich. Sorry, go ahead. I wrote a thing about Inscription that's up right now. It's not a review. I tried to review that game and
1: wrote three pages that I decided were too spoilery. And so then I wrote about four paragraphs that just kind of talk about it a little.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know you got that up. Cool, I'll try and bump that. But uh, head over there, check that out. We have lots of um, um awesome words and stuff of that nature up over there and like i said i mentioned earlier if you really want to get the full full best experience head over to patreon.com slash sword chomp where you get access early access to podcast episodes when they go live additional podcast content stuff we make on the side you get access to private um skype chats with us you get Access to a private Instagram, you get access to the outs There is a lot of bang for your buck there if you are interested in the Sword Chomp experience as a whole. So head over there and check all that out. But we're gonna get out of here. Um, really fun episode. Next week we have a guest popping by the show, and I know this one. He's anxious and excited to be here, so I'm excited to get him back on the show before the year's out. But regardless, I want to say thank you to Josh. Being here from North Carolina, his sexy flowing tresses and all. I want to say thank you to Rich um, for not brandishing a knife on this episode of the uh, Chompcast at me. I appreciate you. And uh, I was your host, Shay. Thank you so much for checking us out. Have a good day or night or whatever it is over there. Help that stray puppy when you see him and take care.